Welcome back to another episode of Stark Radio. My name's producer Liz. You know me for my series, including the Stark Radio Station, where we explore what would happen if Tony Stark ran a radio station for the Avengers. You also know me for my Wednesday night lives on TikTok, where we break down everything news in the Marvel, music, and movie fan community. So if you have not tuned into the live show, you should sometime, 7.30 Eastern time on Wednesdays. We are also coming soon, going to be breaking down the Loki episodes as they drop in a very special seven-part series of the podcast. So if you're not subscribed, you can follow this show on YouTube and Spotify. New episodes every Friday, including today's episode with a guest I am so excited to chat with. This creator single-handedly has left a forever impact on Marvel TikTok with her content and series that have completely changed the way that we see and perceive Marvel characters and their plots. It's someone who has made such an impact for female creators, for creatives and plot writers, and really everyone that loves a good laugh with our favorite Avengers. In this video, you see Peter Parker standing in Tony Stark's wedding. Take a look. Okay, Peter, don't trip. Don't trip. Everyone's watching you. Don't. Is that a dog? No, stay focused. Stay focused. Mr. Stark's getting married today. Wait, Happy's officiating? How did I not know that? That was pretty cool, actually. Oh, Aunt May's taking your picture. Look cool. Peter, that was not cool. Oh, here comes Mr. Stark. Should you wave or just stand here? I'm gonna wave. No, oh, that looked stupid. Why'd you do that? Oh, Mrs. Potts looks beautiful. Why does Aunt May keep taking pictures of me? I wonder what kind of food Mr. Stark's serving at the after party. Is there gonna be lobster? I've never tried lobster. I wonder what it tastes like. Oh, this is going a lot longer than I thought it was gonna go. Okay, let's uh, let's play a game to make the time pass. Uh, how many people are wearing blue? One, two. Don't yawn. Don't yawn. Don't yawn. Don't yawn. Oh, yay! Yay! That's so. Oh, thank God, I have to go to the bathroom. Welcome the absolutely iconic just female Peter Parker to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. Oh, of course. I mean, you can't have a podcast about Marvel creators on TikTok without talking about the impact you've had on TikTok, on the Marvel community. I mean, 15.6 million likes. How do you yeah. even how do you even fathom how much success you've had? Do yeah, you it's so crazy? No, I I try to think of it in terms of what really puts it into perspective for me is like if you're comparing it to um like stadium shows of like musicians because then when you think of it that way it's like oh my gosh <laughs> that's, that's a many lot stadiums. of people. that's a lot of likes lots of people so yeah I still I it's very weird to think that this is my life now it's very interesting <laughs> and it really must be your life because I mean there's a difference between being a content creator and then having over 300,000 followers having series that people are dedicated to updates on and and having as many likes as you do how does it affect the way you think about your day-to-day -day and and maybe what you want to do with your career and what you want to do like to monetize what you do with your life yeah it's definitely interesting um I know I I started doing like specific days that I'd film things or just like writing down ideas throughout the week or scripting things throughout the week that I thought people would like um, and then like you were saying, all the series, I have so many, it started with one and now I have like I, more than I can count off the top of my head right now. <laughs> so um, let's list them out quick for people that may not be as fully caught up as, as some of your more invested viewers are. So we have the events with Clint, mm -hmm. Avengers at Disney, Cooking with Thor, uh, Peter Parker vlogs, the Bug Squad series, 
the Road Trip series, the Soul Stone series. What am, what am I missing? That's seven off the top. There's of also my head. one I have. Um, I literally posted a video about it today. So I I'm doing one of. Uh, it started just as a small idea. I was posting. Um, Peter working at Applebee's, but then it turned into Peter and Scott working at Baskin Robbins together. So now that's, there's only been like four of them. So there, it's not like super up there yet, but I, I counted, I counted as a series. <laughs> I, I love it. I loved the Applebee's video because I think that you really, in a short amount of time, like this is not a YouTube series, this is TikTok. I mean, now we have three minute videos, but really 60 seconds of how many people can you fit in a narrative and give something to the character. And in those Applebee's videos, you had the conversations about tipping, you had the ordering snafus, you had people being really embarrassed that they were, you know, with Peter at his place of work. And you still managed to capture all of those dynamics so well. How do you build a story like that uh, for in such a like a short span of time while really giving those characters the moments that that make them shine? Yeah, so so that specific video I actually didn't even think was going to get a super a lot of attention. And now here we are 1.1 million likes later on that that specific video. So it just makes me laugh. But um, yeah, usually what I'll do is like, I try and think of, I, tr I really try and get into the mindset of the character, right? And like, what would they do in this situation? Like specifically teasing Peter because he's the, the waiter of the restaurant. Um, so usually what I'll actually do is because I know I, I'm gonna go, it's easier now, like you were saying with the three minutes, but usually I'll try and film the script in TikTok in my drafts, just so I can see like, okay, I have this much time left and this is what I what else I wanted to add to the script. So that I think that really helps in terms of like time management and like what you want the characters to say. Um, Cause you're like, okay, I want this character to mention this and I want this character to do this. So seeing that you're like, okay, I have about like 30 seconds left to fill all that in, it, it's definitely helpful. So it sounds like you have quite a process down to really bring these shows to life. How long have you been, well, A, on TikTok, but then, you know, everyone starts as a lurker and then they're like, okay, I think <laughs> I'm going to, I think I can do this and make my own content. So at what point did you decide to really take the plunge into it? And then beyond that, at what point did you realize like, oh, I really, I can really get into this and build a process and, and scale what I'm doing? I think it was... October of 2019 is when I joined and I like half got it because my friend kind of pushed me to get it and then I half got it because I was like ah, it seems kind of interesting like TikTok's this thing that people talk about sometimes um, and like you were said I was a lurker I, I never had intentions of making content I was just on there to watch other people's videos um, and so I started kind of scrolling and then eventually I found Marvel talk I was on Star Wars talk for a long time because yes. the new movie had come out that year so I was like all over that um, and so, yeah, that was super interesting to like kind of watch that process because then I started, I think it was around like December or January. I was like, oh, like I was just making the trend videos that everybody does like, oh, yeah. I'll do this or this. And then I started kind of leaning into Marvel talk a little bit more and then the pandemic hit. So I feel like that's when everybody kind of definitely got more into TikTok because everyone was bored. You had nothing to do. So you downloaded the app. Um, and that's around the time that I started posting more Marvel content. Uh, but it wasn't until August of 2020. And I was like the year before I had gone to Disney World and I was just like missing it so much. And everybody was posting videos about Disney on TikTok because they were missing it too from, the, yeah. from it being closed. Um, and so I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I, I think I'm gonna post this. I don't even know if people will see this, 
but I think it would be so funny if the Avengers went to Disney. And so I just did it as Tony because he's so sarcastic and funny. Um, and it was him like just in Magic Kingdom yelling at everybody to keep up in line. And <laughs> that he was like, he was trying to get everybody on the rides in time and people really seemed to like it. So I was like, oh, it's so cool. So then I was like, you know what? People do TikTok series. Like I bet I could try and do my own. So then it was Peter that I did next because I love him. He's my favorite, Peter Parker. Um, hence the name. Female <laughs> Peter Parker. Female Peter Parker. Um, but at that point it was only, I had only used it was just what I, I think it was like my name on TikTok was my username or something. Um, but I posted the Peter Parker video. That one got like so much attention, um, him and him and Disney World. And people in the comments were saying, like, you kind of sound like him. Like you you got his mannerisms down and you sound like his voice a little bit. And so I was like, oh, well, I need a new username. So literally this female Peter Parker was the first thing that came to mind. So I was like, Okay, so I changed it, but wow. like, now it's just now become it's my stuck. identity. So yeah. <laughs> you have a whole brand around female Peter Parker. And I think, you know, it's one thing for people to make a username that's like about their favorite character or whatnot, right? Like that's as many of us have done over time. But exactly as you said, the way that you actually embody the characteristics of Peter Parker really does make you the female Peter Parker. Uh, and I mean, not only that, but you do Thor exceptionally well. The Thor voice is incredible. <laughs> when did you realize that you had a knack for doing these impressions and impersonating these characters? Is it something you've always enjoyed or was it kind of, I'm gonna experiment and see if I can figure out how Loki talks? It was definitely exper experimental. Um, I remember with the Avengers of Disney stuff, like I, I hadn't tried acting before this. The most I had done was like, singing acting like when you're on wow. stage and yeah and they're like they're like smile because you're singing and you're like oh, okay <laughs> like from like high school and stuff um so yeah I wow. I was learning and I'm still learning but learning as I go but I remember like starting the Avengers of Disney series and I was doing at that point I was doing character by character episodes now I do like multiple in one video mm -hmm. which is so much fun but um but when I started out it was like okay, now it's Thor, now it's Loki, now it's, so it was each character yeah. in a separate video. Um, and I remember sitting in my room and as I was doing like my hair and makeup for the video that day, I would just put on like, I'd YouTube like best scenes of mm -hmm. and then whoever the character was and try yeah. to get their intonation down and the way that they moved and talked. And so I think that really helped like, kind of like nitpicking and picking apart like what makes the each character so significant in the MCU and like what makes them act the way that they do, what makes them angry, what makes them happy, what makes them excited, like that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, and I think just having the practice with it on TikTok for, it's almost a year now, what is it, May? Isn't that and shocking? I, started, I know, <laughs> I, I still can't believe that. So, but yeah, having all the practice and, and then pe hearing people's feedback as well too in comments, Right. like they'll say like, oh yeah, you definitely got his his characterization down in this one and it's like okay so that that works for this bring that into more videos <laughs> right right uh, i think that we would be amiss if we didn't talk about how not only are you so fabulous at impersonating these characters but your dad has stepped in doing the voice of rocket in some of your videos as well uh, at what point did you bring kind of your in real life community into the mix and say like hey this is going really well and i'd love to have you film or or do the voice of other characters and just help me uh, make these videos yeah so so a lot of it's being stuck at home right yeah um so with the pandemic like you're constantly talking i was constantly talking to my family about it i was like oh this video did really well today or this one like 
maybe not did so well, but we learned from that, you know? Um, And so my, my whole family's huge into Marvel and Star Wars and all that. So they were, they actually do help me come up with some of the ideas sometimes. Like they'll, they'll be like, Oh, it'd be so funny if this happened in it, or if you did this. Um, so I think the first time I ever brought my dad into it was the Avengers at Disney episode with rocket when he first shows up and cause people had been requesting it, but I was trying to figure out how to do rocket because he's such an intricate character, you know? And it's like, yeah. all right, like, how do I, what, what should I do for the hair and makeup for this? And how do I want to like talk like him? Um, and so my dad was just like fooling around and was like, oh, like, I bet I could do the rocket voice. And so he did. And I was like, that's great. That's like, so good. Yeah, like, it's so good. Like, you should, you should. It's so we, and so <laughs> I remember we were like in my room and we had my phone set up and he was like off to the side and I was voicing over what he was saying in real time, which always, wow. it, it works really well that way. Yeah. Um, that is so, a yeah. talent that like, it. I am shocked to hear that you did not do acting like acting properly before TikTok because yeah. you are <laughs> you have picked it up so incredibly well especially knowing what you do without formal training behind it that's i mean do you has it given you any concept of maybe this is a path you want to pursue or or do outside of TikTok or is it strictly like a fun thing that you're you're resolving to this platform I think as of right now, it's probably just a TikTok thing, but it definitely opens doors for that in the future. Yeah. Like I've had a lot of people like <laughs> say in the comments, like, oh, you should, you should audition for a movie or like a TV show or something. And it's, it's always lurking in the back of my mind a little bit, like, oh, that could be fun. So I might end up looking into it in the future. I'm not really sure right, right now, but, but yeah. And we're still in the okay. pandemic. So there's tons exactly. of time to continue growing the, growing your audience and platform here. And then maybe when, you know, the business is back open the way it should be, it can translate into something else. Uh, I'm a part of team. You absolutely need to get hired by Marvel. And I would <laughs> specifically say like, if they can CGI full fight scenes in countries that don't exist, like Wakanda, they can certainly put you in like a coffee shop in Spider-Man. Like they absolutely can make this happen in time for the new movie coming out in December. So um, I always assume that Marvel is watching when I do things like this. So Marvel, I mean, like get get Jess in on the new Spider-Man movie. This is what she deserves. Um, my next question, kind of in the same line, is when the world is back open, are you going to take the series to Disneyland for real and actually do some filming maybe at Avengers campus and and doing your characterizations in front of the actual like Magic Kingdom castle. Oh, absolutely. Hands down. I miss Disney World so much. It's my it's definitely my safe space. So, I know. I had gone um I think I mentioned I had gone in 2019. So, yeah, I I like just missed Galaxy's Edge opening. I was there the <sighs> month before. I know oh. I was so upset. Um, so I haven't seen that yet. So I, I need to get back there. And then Avengers Campus opening. I've only yeah. been to Disneyland once and it was a long time ago. I think it was like 2013 right. or 2014. Um, so I'd love to get back there again too. But yeah, definitely I'll have to I'll have to find a chance to go and like bring bring all the costumes. And bring again. people with you too so they can film you, right? <laughs> exactly. Like it's going to be as much as it'd be fun to go to Disney, I feel like you need to take a day and be like, okay, this is the filming day. Like we're not doing the rides. <laughs> like we're going to like these are the plots we're doing. These are the costume changes. Um I I would love to see it happen. Uh my next question, uh the cooking with Thor series, I think is hysterical where (laughs) did that come from because that's not really something that Thor explores in the actual movie so like when you're cooking for yourself like do you think of oh like what would Thor sound like if he was making these like no bake brownie bites like how (laughs) how did that come to be 
So I so I started doing like mini series around the holidays. Um, and that specific one came out of the Thanksgiving series I did. And Thor was showing up at the party and everybody was bringing stuff to Tony's Thanksgiving party. And my dad actually gave me the idea because the fandom has this running joke that Thor is obsessed with Pop-Tarts. I don't, I'm sure you've heard of it, it's yeah. everywhere. Um, and so he was like, oh, like Thor should bring some form of Pop-Tart thing. It should be a Pop-Tart pie. And I was like, that's so funny. So I made him bring a Pop-Tart pie. And I had plans to give Thor a series at that point, but I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Um, but people kept being like, you should have Thor drop the Pop-Tart pie recipe and like give us the recipe for it. So the I think it was like the day after Thanksgiving, I filmed like, it was just a joke video. <laughs> right. Thor like smashing these Pop-Tarts and like putting them in a pie pan and filling the whole thing with whipped cream. And that was his pie. And he, he had Mjolnir with them and everything. Um, and then ever since then, like, I just kind of, I thought it was funny and people seemed to enjoy it. So I was like, oh, what would Thor do while he's cooking other foods? Um, yeah. And like yeah. Thor waking up early to do breakfast for everyone. And then the ramifications of that. I mean, there's so many different ways that you've taken the direction of that plot. Is there a character or a series that you do that you enjoy the most? Like, do you have a preference towards a particular piece that you do? It changes all the time, really, because um, it kind of depends on what episode I'm most excited to get out. Like one week it'll be Cooking with Thor and the next it'll be Peter Parker vlogs and the week after that it'll be Avengers at Disney. If I had to pick one, it would probably be Avengers at Disney just because that's my baby. That was what got mm -hmm. me started and it means a lot to me. And I'm so glad that people still enjoy it, even being almost a full year later. That's right. still so crazy to me. And I think we're in like almost 80 parts now. So that's yep. still, that's insane. 80 parts. Like that's no. more than some actual TV shows. <laughs> like probably a similar amount of like effort between costume and scripting and editing that you put into it. Um, one series that you do that I've, I've heard you talk about on TikTok Live before is your love for Scott and Ant-Man. And you have this new Bug Squad series, which is hysterical to the point where when you put out the first episode I thought to myself like why why hasn't Marvel done this like there should be an Avenger special but it's just the bug squad um, and now you've taken it to this really funny place where like you have Louise involved and like all these kind of other characters and bringing Mantis into it uh, where did that idea come from and how does your love for those characters inform the writing of a plot like that? So I always say um, that Scott Lang doesn't get enough attention. His character. Amen. Right? Amen. Absolutely. He is so funny. And like he, Ant-Man is such a great character. And I feel like so many people just don't like give him the attention he deserves. So I really, I, I started that series with the intention of like, okay, Scott deserves to have more of a platform, even if it's just through TikTok videos. Um, and I, and I just think it's so funny too, because I see him as like an older Peter Parker. He is literally just Peter is like an old man. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They have the same vibe, same personality. Um, so I did it as a Peter Parker vlog at first. Yeah. I had I had Peter like have them in band practice, just like hanging out. Um, but then people were saying like, oh, like what about this Avenger and this Avenger and this Avenger? And I did have intentions of bringing that and Mantis and everything. It just happens with time, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of taken its own form. And, and then there's the bird boys with Sam and Clint. Um, 
and maybe there'll be some new bands coming soon. You never know. Ooh, I've, I've had some know. requests, so, <laughs> but yeah, it's so much fun because it's so, it's so interesting, even just like down to the point of picking the songs for them. Like what yeah. would a band like this, like what, 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 covers what can they the actually songs? agree to, right? You have a lot of varied tastes in there. Um, I really think that when you're making choices like that, that are, you know, so far from what you would actually see in the MCU. I think you have a really good taste for what those characters would actually do and getting into the minds of like how they would debate with each other. And, uh, you know, like with Clint and Sam, you get that banter so well of Sam kind of being like, I, I don't have time for this like nonsense <laughs> with you. And then, uh, you know, the video you put out with Vision and Clint in the vents and like Vision being like, oh, I, you know, I can't walk through walls. I thought vents would be like a different set of circumstances. Uh, so you've talked about how you do like, you know, best of character videos to really get into that personification, but how much of your love for Marvel before you started TikTok has informed the work you do now? Like, have you had to go back and rewatch and reread and like really study what happened? Or do you feel like, you know, you're super fan kind of level where you had a great sense of things and that's kind of where a lot of the idea generation has come from? I think it's a mix of both. Um, I got into the MCU in 2012 when the first Avengers movie was in theaters. I started because my dad showed me and my brother all the movies one weekend, like the the Amazing. kind of like origin story yeah. movies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've kind of I've watched them all as they've rolled out in theaters and been like super excited every time they release a new movie and stuff. So I think it's a mix of like constantly rewatching and and seeing the films in real time as they're being released to the public and the shows and everything. Um, and also rewatching like to get the characterization. Cause sometimes I will rewatch to, to figure out like good plot points. Like I, I'm in the middle of doing another Marvel marathon. Yes, match, I just finished mine like last night. We just finished Endgame last night. So I, I feel you completely. Thank God Disney Plus has put it all in a nice little box for us to watch through, right? <laughs> I know, it's so helpful. I know we're just missing the Spider-Mans, which thank God I own them. But <laughs> for the people exactly. who don't, they're like, where do I watch this? <laughs> yeah. And the other thing with Spider-Man, like coming to Disney Plus is hopefully we're going to see like an extension of Peter Parker integrated in the MCU. And, you know, there's all of these Easter eggs being dropped about how certain plots could come together or not come together in the new Spider-Man film. Uh, are you excited for the new movie to come out and this new phase of Marvel that we're entering into? I'm so excited. Um yeah, WandaVision and, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier were incredible. And I'm so excited to see how like everything will interlace because I feel like we're at that point in the beginning of the phase where we've been with other phases before where you don't realize the impact that something's going to have. And then when you, when we yeah. get that later on, we're going to be like, oh, oh my God, that made so much sense. Yeah. yeah. But I'm so interested. I know there's been so many rumors with the new Spider-Man movie. So I'm actually kind of curious to see what it's going to be because some people are saying that Toby and Andrew are going to be in it. And some people are saying no. And then some people have ideas about the plot going one way and another way. And like, it's so interesting to see like the, like what's going to happen. Yeah, do you have a I, hope for like a rumor to be true? I hope that Andrew and Toby are in it. I think it would be really cool. But I also really hope that they take the time to focus on Tom Spider-Man in this movie because this is his film. Um, so I think it would be cool if they cameoed, but I hope that the whole plot isn't revolved around their Spider-Mans, if you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, oh, I totally hear what you're saying, especially where 
you know, Tom has been really trying to diversify his portfolio of what he does, which makes me, you know, like, what is his future in the MCU? Is he going to try and branch out or stay or whatever? So I also hope he does not get overshadowed in this movie. He he deserves his moment. But then also, if we get a Toby Andrew Tom moment, I will be screaming in the theater. So it's like a bit of both, right? Yes. Uh, yes I've exactly. seen your series on WandaVision that you did. It was so good. Uh, between WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, do you have like a favorite of the two or, uh, you know, thoughts around how they're setting up these characters for this next stage of MCU? Oh, I think it's so hard to pick between the two of them because there's so many, like WandaVision is such a different show compared to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you know? Yeah. Um, I think in terms of, of plot, I'd probably pick Falcon and the Winter Soldier um, just because it was so like intricate and everything that they thought involved with that was incredible. But WandaVision, like, I think it was so cool because especially as a fandom, you could see everyone on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter, like trying to figure out like what is going on? Like we had yeah. no idea what was going on in the show and to to be so immersed in a show like that for what was it? Like six, seven weeks. Yeah. Like that was incredible to me. So I think, yeah. All, all, both of them. I, I can't really pick a favorite. I like them both for so many different things. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally respect that. I mean, they are completely different shows in, in so many ways. I personally, I think like the costumes in WandaVision, incredible. We got so much good Scarlet Witch energy. And I mean, in for us creators, like we got so much to work with out of that show. Um, I still have the Agatha song stuck in my head like all these weeks later all I sing time. it every day uh, so I hope that we get more of that kind of energy moving forward uh, if you could put yourself into any of the upcoming projects that were announced recently is there a particular movie or show that you would love to insert yourself into oh probably Black Widow mm. especially because we've waited so long like We've been, you know, like we as a fandom have been petitioning for this for years to have Scarlett as have her own film. Um, and then like now that it's been pushed with the pandemic and everything too, like we've been waiting for so long for it. So I'm, I'm very excited to see this. Yeah. And we got Florence in the movie. I mean, the previews coming out are like, every time I see a preview, I'm like, keep it together. Like it's just 30 seconds. So uh, <laughs> I, I know it's kind of hard to separate yourself from the work that you've done. But like we've said, like the impact you've had on MCU TikTok is extraordinary. I would say that you're one of the creators that really opened the doors to other people thinking about like, if you put the Avengers in like X scenario, what would happen? Uh, and you've really taken a lead as one of those creators that's really adventured into all of those scenarios. Uh, you know, how how do you think of yourself in this fandom now, especially like you see your videos reposted on Twitter and on Instagram and, you know, shared throughout the community. It's not really just in TikTok anymore that people know you. Uh, how does that make you feel? It's crazy, you know, like I, I, I post these videos for fun um, and I do it for the fandom too, but I, I started this as just kind of like a little fun side project thingy. Um, and the more and more it grew, I, I kind of formed goals of what I wanted my page to turn into. And it's really cool to see those kind of take shape. Like I right. I wanted to provide a space for people to realize that female creators are, are super, super important. Yes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's they, just take a they moment there. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. They deserve recognition and they deserve a place to create. Um, especially in Marvel, where I feel like so many people have this stigma, and Star Wars and lots of other fandoms, that, that only males can be a part of the fandom. Um, 
so to give females a space to realize that they're allowed to be in this place and, and enjoy these characters and these storylines was super, super important to me. Um, and also just like giving people a space to kind of step away from the pandemic and everything that's been going on. I know everyone's been having like such different experiences, um, mental health wise, physical health wise, day to day life school, you know? So even just a minute a day to give people like just a laugh or like a chance to just enjoy their favorite characters was super, super important to me. So to like see that this has been like kind of broadened to other platforms as well, not just TikTok is so, so cool. I think that you're definitely accomplishing that that goal of really bringing people that relief once a day of logging in and seeing something completely distracting from what may be happening in you know their everyday life outside of TikTok. Do you have a next goal that you're working towards, or like a next version of this that you're you're working towards? I think my biggest thing is just to to keep people feeling like they have a safe space to come. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always been a big goal, and I, I think. Each and every day, I'm still kind of reshaping that and figuring out ways to to bring that to people. Um, but yeah, I, continuing that, definitely. It's so important. And I think that keeping that at the forefront of what you do, like it does really inform the the content that you make, right? I think there's creators that are on TikTok. And so not me calling people out, it's not me calling out people in the fandom, but people that are trying to like capitalize on a moment, right? And and make content that's a little bit flashy or, you know, outrageous for the sake of clout. And then you can really see when a creator is trying to do something good and has like that good intent behind it. So uh plus the girl power, you know, backbone of all this of making females feel seen and and heard is so important as well. That's half the reason why I've built this show is to kind of not give people a platform. Obviously, you have a huge platform, but to show people that it is possible and that you can be at home with your family during the pandemic and creating something really cool and, you know, world shifting, like fandom shifting. yeah, I think you're so impressive and like it's so cool to hear kind of your thought process behind all of this. Are there other creators that are in your space now because of this that inspire you to keep going and keep pushing through this? Yeah, I've actually become uh, really close with Marvel Bums on TikTok. Mm-hmm. They post a lot of edits. Um, and Miss Catherine Mora and I have become really good friends. Uh, we've collaborated. Is she the one that has the same birthday as you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's so funny because we didn't even realize. And I think that was part of the reason that we became close is because we just, as we were talking and like just learning about each other's pages and stuff, we realized how much we had in common. Um, But yeah, it's so funny. Like, because when you think of TikTok, like TikTok is like their their logo or something is um, like community basis, you know, like TikTok is a community. And it really, really is. Like, you don't realize until you take a step back and be like, oh my gosh, like like my my followers are a community and these people's followers are a community and and the friends that I've made through through content creating is my community. So it's very, very cool. So let's talk about your birthday for a second and talk about your community because I tuned into the birthday live with Catherine and she sent you a hilarious birthday gift. Uh, I don't know if you have it around, but you should tell everyone what she sent you because it was like, iconic like an iconic moment of marvel creators like worlds colliding at least like as a viewer like oh man these guys are actually friends and this is such a cool moment to see the community transfer into a real world situation yeah so she sent me um it's away right now but she sent me a shirt and it was the shirt that peter wears when um 
Tony tells him to give him the suit back, the like I survived my trip to NYC shirt, which was so funny. I have to get the now I have to get the Hello Kitty pajama bottoms. I'm still yes. looking. Um <laughs> and then she also sent me, I think <laughs> the oh, Funko on, sorry. Pop. You cut out for a second. Can you just start that part over about the Funko Pop? Yeah. She okay. also got me giant man. I think you can see him. Oh, right there here. he is. <laughs> Yeah. He, and you can see how big he is compared to like the the other Funkos I have. It's so, so funny. funny. She she told me when she sent it that she didn't even know how it was going. Um, so I was opening it on live and I was like, what is in this box? But yeah, oh my gosh, it's so funny. I love it. <laughs> and you also got the new Funko Pops for Cap and Bucky and Zemo, I think, for your birthday. Are they up on the yes. collection as well? They've made it to the top of the pile. Yeah. So Zemo and Falcon in the center box is there. Um, and love. then I've kind of set up like a little Civil War thing going. <laughs> so I have I had a Cap and Iron Man Funko. Um, so I put Bucky with Cap on the side. And That's I have, so good. Uh, <laughs> I got a new Spider-Man Funko too. So I have so many of the Spider-Man Funkos. They're all like <laughs> collected in my I little space. I love it. But yeah, I kind of organized it around like, Giant Man. <laughs> there's a new series. You could like remake Civil War as like Funko Pop, like stop motion animation or something. Oh, exactly. I love, exactly. <laughs> I love that. So you're definitely a Peter Parker girl. Like that's your character of the MCU and maybe some Scott Lang as well yes yeah do you have a favorite a favorite movie or like a particular character in movie that you go to as your favorite i think in terms of the spider-mans i think it's spider-man homecoming just because it's so wholesome and we see so much of peter's character development in that movie yep. um i always tell people on my lives I'm, i have it's so hard to pick a favorite mcu movie it's so so yes. hard so i have yeah. like a top four <laughs> okay <laughs> so it's spider-man homecoming for? um ant-man and captain america the winter soldier and iron man 3. oh that's a great lineup i love yes. it i know there's so many of them <laughs> it, it's hard to pick especially i you know i just finished rewatching them through like i said and then it completely changed what i thought was my favorites all over again like i didn't realize how much i liked iron man 2. I love Iron Man 2 now. I was like, where I've been sleeping on this one. I think it's like a hilarious movie. But if you had asked me three weeks ago what I thought of the Iron Man series, I'd be like, it's great, but it's just not top of my list now. I'm like, oh yeah, Iron Man's like the best. <laughs> so I mean it changes. Uh, I when I was re-watching Spider-Man, I had this epiphany, which is hilarious because I never clued in watching it that I could use the audio of him talking to Liz for my content because my name is Liz. So now I have my friend Mads, who's an editor. And I'm like, you need to help me figure out what to do with this. Because I didn't realize I have an entire movie of content that I can pick through and build <laughs> off of. So uh, that's my new project. Uh, do you have any projects in the works that maybe you can hint towards or any ideas that you're slowly building behind the scenes that we can expect coming from you? Yeah, definitely more, more series content. Um, I'm planning probably some Avengers at Disney stuff. They're gonna switch to a new park soon. Right now they're, they've been hanging out in Magic Kingdom. So I think they're gonna switch to one of the other parks. Um, more more band content. I think I mentioned earlier, perhaps some new bands are coming soon. You never know. Ooh. Um, and everyone seemed to like Luis. So maybe I'll bring him back in the future. 
you got the Louise editing down. Like even this, <laughs> like the way that you were able to edit the music in, like you really, really nailed it. I don't know if it's a testament to Ant-Man being one of your favorite movies or just like how talented you are. But when I watched it, I actually had it queued up as one of the videos to use for the intro, but I chose the Peter Parker one instead because I felt like it was more female Peter Parker representative of the brand. Uh, so yes, on my request, more Louise content, I think would be hysterical. Uh, <laughs> are there any creators or collaborators that you would love to work with or that you'd love to kind of, uh, you know, riff off ideas with? I love Theories by T. I don't know if you follow yeah. him at all. Oh yeah. His content yeah. is so great. Um, he is so good at like picking apart different movies and like figuring out different things happening. Like I just, it, it amazes me. Um, I'd love to like get to work with him in the future. I think I know our content is so different, so it'd be it would and be interesting to see. Like, there's yeah, but there's a way. There's a way. There's a way. There's yeah. A way. Um, but yeah, he's great. He's such a sweetie, and he's so like he's great at figuring out like all of this stuff. And I always like. I can't wait till Loki comes out because I remember Falcon mm -hmm. and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision. As soon as I finished watching the episode, I would go to his page because he's so good at like picking apart like this. I don't is know how I would have gotten and... through the show without theories by T and Straw Hat Goofy. Like that was part of the routine. It's okay, like what did I miss? Like let's go watch the analysis and see like, you know, how much of it went over my head. Uh, the amount that I learned from TikTok about those shows versus what I actually took from watching the episodes. I mean, these people are brilliant. Uh, yeah, and I don't know about you, but like, I'm not a huge comic book person. I don't mm -hmm. know a lot about the Marvel comics. That was another huge goal of mine is like showing people that you don't have to be a fan of the comics, be an MCU fan. Because I feel like there's such a stigma around that too. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so like being able to go to T's page and have him be like, oh, this is related to this comic because of these numbers. And like, literally he'd be like, they said this number and it's related to this comic. Like, that's so cool. Like, right? just certain characters, like the whole Agatha theory. Yep. So yeah, cool. and the so Contessa cool. in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like when that reveal happened, I was like, oh, I, I'm sure she's important, but I have no clue who who she actually is. So, <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, I'm sure this is a big deal if you understand what's going on, but I don't. Same with like, I knew a little bit about US Agent, like as if, as in I knew that US Agent was a character, but then when John Walker became US Agent, I was like, all right, clearly I'm missing, I'm missing a setup here that I, if I'd read the comics, I would get. Uh, and I agree with you. I think it's so important to show, especially when I say young fans, I mean, literally like the 13 to 17 year old crowd, like, you know, those people couldn't have gone to see Iron Man in theaters. They were literally like not born or like quite <laughs> little, right? And it is okay to become a fan late into a community or, or to play catch up. Like nobody can read back a hundred years worth of content for anything, right? Uh, so I think it's amazing that there's people like you that are kind of championing that message to say like, no, like enjoy it for where you're at and, and what you do know. And like, it's all valid regardless of how much you feel, you know, uh, yeah, definitely. I, have a, I have a game for us to play. Uh, all right. If I'm you're excited. down to play a game. Uh, yes, so I have this wheel <laughs> with some iconic Disney movies. I've picked a variety. We have some classics, some newer ones. And then I have a list of characters that are obviously MCU characters, but specifically they're characters that you have done in your series. Uh, so we're going to spin the wheel. It's going to generate one of the random movies. Uh, you can pick a character uh, from the list I have. Uh, they're pretty much everyone that's been in your in your series is here. And we will talk about what would happen if these characters were in the Disney movie. So I'll spin okay, the wheel here. 
Okay, so Ratatouille. Ratatouille. <laughs> so from your series, we have like Thor, Steve, Sam, Bucky. Of those four, who would you put in Ratatouille? And what, what do you think would happen? Oh, definitely Thor because of the Cooking with Thor series. Um, I feel Can you like imagine a rat be... on Thor's head? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he would be like, I don't know. Are we talking like he replaces the character or he is like put into the movie? I'm just imagining Thor as a rat, like Thor replaces the rat, <laughs> Ratatouille and like sitting on the guy's head. I feel like that maybe wouldn't work. Maybe the rat could still be in the movie, but <laughs> Thor could replace, what's his name, Linguini? Yeah, because I was thinking yeah. like, yeah, Thor, Thor being, and Loki would be the rat. <laughs> And he's controlling Thor. So good. So, that's, so good. That's what happened. Okay, so we have Thor as, the, as the, the human. We have Loki as Remy. And together they're going to make the best Ratatouille in Paris. That's iconic. And then we could have Valkyrie as the... Um, who is the woman chef in Ratatouille? Oh, Colette, kind of. right? Colette, yes. We could have Valkyrie as Colette. Colette. I feel like there's some <laughs> similar so personality traits there. They're both kind of like headstrong female characters. So... Amazing. Oh, definitely. I mean, I'm just picturing choice. Thor in the in the TikTok Ratatouille musical that, that, that was out a couple of months ago. <laughs> I mean, we know they can sing. We know Tom Hiddleston can sing. So I could see him doing a number, a little like tap routine. <laughs> just I would tap love routine. to see it. All right, I'm gonna, whenever I do interview them, inevitably in my future, I'm going to ask them to consider doing this. If they could do it with James Corden, like they did that silly skit about Thor with James Corden, I'm sure they can make Ratatouille the musical happen. Oh, definitely. All right. <laughs> Let's spin for another movie here. Oh, this is a good one. Inside Ooh. Out. Um, so we have uh, Steve, Sam, Bucky, or Peter. I'd love to see what goes on in his head. Like what emotions run run his, uh, his fuel his mind. Because I feel like it's so interesting. Like um, Inside Out is a concept in general. Like, how, how each person has a different emotion that controls them. I feel like Peter's would definitely be joy just because mm. he's he's crazy in the best way. Like, he's just, yeah. just like constantly running around. <laughs> I wonder if he would have like a little spider character in his head representative of like, oh, he's so like the Spider-Man <laughs> urges. It would be like joy, sad, and then just like spider with like his I feel own like, to be like. Ooh. Who was it, fear? I feel like fear mm. would be like, fear would either be a spider or would be dressed in the Spider-Man attire yeah. because of the whole Spidey sense thing. Yeah. yeah, I love it. And it kind of matches like the plot of Inside Out is about a teenager and what's happening in their head. So, I mean, it, it works with the Peter Parker teenager theme. I would yes. love to see some of the other characters as well, like what's going on in Ned's head, what's going on oh, in MJ's definitely. head. Like, I think there's a lot of really funny uh, uh people in that series that I'd love to see inside their head. Who's the, I can't think of his name, like the, not the bully, but the guy that hates Peter Parker. What's his oh, name? Flash, Flash. Yes. Like what's going on in his head with his like smartphone and all this fancy stuff. Um, a lot to work with there. I'd love to see happy. Just like what goes on <gasps> in his head every time Peter calls him. Like, oh. <laughs> he's like this kid again. Like, <laughs> like the sirens start going off and like people like rolling their eyes. Uh, if in the end credits of Inside Out when they do the mom and the dad and you know the mom's got like all the characters with glasses on the dad's got all of them wearing mustaches <laughs> yeah. like I'm just imagining like five different happy sitting around like all groaning over Peter 
<laughs> Hilarious. That's so cute. I love that. Philip, you can steal any of these ideas for your content, by the way. If this oh, is inspiring you, please do. So we have <laughs> Tangled. Uh, oh, my so favorite have, movie. Oh, me too. Okay, a Tangled I love fan. Tangled. <laughs> love Tangled. Uh, so we have Tony, Bruce, Loki, and Natasha. Ooh. I, for, for whatever reason, the person that strikes me is Bruce, and I don't know why. Maybe because he's very, like... Hulk in a tower. Down, <laughs> maybe because he's just so, like, down to earth. Like, Bruce Bruce is a person versus... I mean, versus Hulk is like a completely different personality. But maybe, like, I feel like if Bruce was entangled, I feel like it would be a very different twist. But it would be, like, Hulk as Mother Gothel and Bruce as Rapunzel. And they're, like, fighting oh, themselves. Oh, that's cool. So then would Natasha take Flynn? <laughs> Is that how that yeah. would work? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Natasha saving Bruce from a tower. I mean, she kind of did that. She saved yeah. him from his, I mean, he, he didn't need to be saved, but she did go find him and bring him back. So, I mean, it's plausible. It's she plausible. pushes him off a, off a cliff at one point in Age of Ultron. So that's always fun. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, I mean, pushing him out of the tower. I just, I have this image in my head. Where is it? I have the... I have the canoe from Tangled. So I'm imagining so like, cute. isn't this cute? It's a little bit broken, but it's fine. I'm imagining like Hulk in the canoe with like Natasha and the lanterns. Like, I feel like that would be them singing at last I see the light. That's hysterical. Professor um, Hulk just chilling with his, his glasses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In, in the dress with the flowers in, in his hair. Yeah, 100%. Oh, so funny. Uh, that's a movie that I want a sequel to. I mean, we got the TV show, but I'd love another time. I know. Movie. I want them to do another movie. Okay, Frozen. I'm so okay. glad this one <laughs> has come up. Let's go with Sam, Bucky, Tony, and Loki. I'm going to pick Sam because I had in the road trip series, he was yep. he was watching Frozen in the back. That he's, I, have a, I have a headcanon that Sam is like, he loves Frozen. He's so would. Um, he would absolutely. <laughs> and I feel I, like he would, be, he would be Elsa, and Bucky would be Anna. Oh, absolutely! I can just see it. Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. So then, who would be Kristoff and Sven? Oh, oh, that's such a good question. Maybe Sarah would be Kristoff. Sarah, yeah. Yep. Definitely. And then we have Olaf and Sven, like, I don't know who would be kind of like some of the goofier characters that could join Bucky. Steve as Olaf. <laughs> Steve would be Olaf. <laughs> they both don't know anything about what's going on, like, ever. <laughs> no, it works. It works. Um, especially thinking about, like, Frozen 2 and, like, that character yes. development. Yeah, <laughs> I think Steve as Olaf is iconic. Uh, Frozen is one of those oh, movies so that good. I feel like you could fit all the Avengers characters into it. There's so many they good characters. Yeah. Oh, The Little Mermaid. So we have Natasha, Mantis, Carol, and Darcy. I feel like, ooh, I was going to say Mantis, but Carol could also fit it too. Like the whole um, part of your world aspect. Like, Oh, yeah. I think... Mantis specifically, I think, would fit it because she's just so um, 
I feel like if she ever came to Earth, she would be so interested in everything because she's only been stuck with with ego for like however many years that she was with him. Right. So she only knows like his planet. So I, I could just picture her singing like part of your world on like a rock. <laughs> yeah. And she would love like hairbrushes as forks. Like she would love that kind of what? thing. She wouldn't go do that. She'd be like, what is this? <laughs> and she wouldn't question it. Like she would take everybody's <laughs> yeah. word for exactly what it was. She'd be like, oh yes, absolutely. That's what that should be for. Um, I think oh, I'd also, I would love the plot of the Little Mermaid with her ability to like tell how people are feeling. Like imagine her going to Ursula and being like, oh, like you're excited that you're about to steal my voice. All right. Like, <laughs> sure, queen, let's do it. Um, oh. <laughs> I love Mantis is one of my favorite characters in the MCU. I think she is so underrated. I was just about to say that she's definitely underrated. Yeah. Oh my God. Cinderella. Okay. Scott, Hope. <laughs> Louise and Clint. Scott. <laughs> he would just, Scott as Cinderella because he has, I mean, his story is very rags to riches in general too. Like yep. he gets the suit and everything. I'm just picturing it. He would be totally singing words and having his bird friends help him. He has his ant friends help him. Ah, all the ants and the woodland yeah. creatures. I know. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm imagining that, you know, the iconic moment when she turns in a circle and the, the rags become the dress. I'm imagining Scott yes. doing that twirl. Like, oh, how <laughs> magical. Uh, would that make um, him be the fairy godmother? Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. Hands down. <laughs> I think so. And then I feel like that would make... Um, Oh my gosh, what's his name? Jim? I think it's Jim Paxton, Cassie's yeah. stepfather figure. Yeah, he would definitely yeah. be like the emo stepmother. <laughs> I love this. Now I need to see this. is Ant Man 3. We just spoiled Ant Man 3. Of Ant -Man 3. This is it. It's just Cinderella. Um, Quantum Mania in a nutshell. <laughs> that's what happened when he was in the quantum realm. He just reenacted the entire plot of Cinderella. Um, of course I'm, no yeah. of course that's what happened <laughs> he's got to pass the time somehow <laughs> yeah literally what else does he have to do <laughs> oh my god oh this is so much fun oh this is a good one big hero six um, i mean we've already covered a lot on the list so does anybody come to mind when you think of big hero six Oh, I, I mean i just think of stan lee because he was in that movie um yeah. but let me think let me think for a second i feel like Tony really would be a good fit for this just because yeah. the, the movie's so based in like a uh, like experimental type um, form and Tony's yeah. like so good at that. I don't know I I don't know if he it, it would be interesting if Tony was um, the older brother and I feel like Peter would be like the main Ooh, character. I don't know yeah. why I'm forgetting their names right now. It's, no, it's, it's so okay. Bad, I also am forgetting, so it's fine. Uh, I love that. And I, I was also thinking, you said Tony initially, that it could just be like a teenage Tony when his parents die, That's, right? Yes, and he takes Howard, over the lab. That would be a great idea too. Like seeing teenage Tony. Yeah. I'd love to see more of like Tony's um, backstory. like childhood life and his backstory. Yeah. yeah. I feel like he was such like a rebellious kid like he had access to so many state-of-the-art tech and things i'm sure that he must have gotten into so much trouble so disney plus 
give us six let's episodes. Let's get to it. Get, give us a, a Teenage it. Tony series. <laughs> I would love to see it. If not, give us a Big Hero 6 uh, spinoff. I think Peter as the main character is also a great idea for that, though. Um, and with the squad around him. Okay, Bug's Life. We're just going to put the whole bug squad in there. The whole bug <laughs> squad in there. I think that that's a good choice. Is there someone in particular that you would cast as the lead? Ooh, I, I feel like Scott would be Flick. Um, yeah. Hope would be like the, the queen princess lady. Yeah. I, it's been a while since I've seen a Bugs Life. I know their faces True. and their characters, but yeah. um, oh my gosh, yeah. No, yeah. and then Peter would be like the little, the baby bug, the baby yes. ant. who's <laughs> yeah. like trying to learn how to fly. That would yeah. be her. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's do a few more. We have a lot more on the wheel, but we'll just pick a couple more from here. Um, Toy Story. Who from Toy Story? Bucky would be Buzz. Yeah. And either Sam, Sam or Steve, depending on what movie you're 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 um, switching into Toy Story. I feel right. like would be Woody. <laughs> I feel like maybe right. Sam, because Sam totally would push Bucky out of a window to get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and i i would like to think of bucky in spanish mode yes yeah. like in the third one i think like that's something i need to see happen um and i mean maybe if he was in toy story his arm would be like made of plastic or something like maybe he would yeah. have some like cool like features he could switch them out like mr potato head did um there's a lot of character development for bucky in that I love that one meme that everyone compares, like the like Bucky. Can you give me a hand? And they, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm so happy that Bucky Barnes TikTok has become such a thing. I've always been a Bucky girl. It's always been my character. So the fact that now the whole world is in love with Bucky, I'm like, this is great. I'm having this a great time. So great. We need to do Scott next, though. Like we have to move the obsession to Paul Rudd. I think that he. I know. Yeah. Well, we can make it happen between the two of us. We'll just tell everyone, like, okay, no, we're switching gears. <laughs> everyone, we're getting Ant-Man. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it. Um, okay, let's see what's next. Lilo and Stitch. Oh, no, it's oh, Camp, Camp Rock. Camp Rock. <laughs> Who would we put in Camp Rock? I mean, we have the mm. Bug Squad as a band. So maybe besides, besides them, they can be the, the competition camp. We Who do the competition play? camp. Yeah. <laughs> Who would we put they as like be. the Jonas Brothers? Oh my gosh! Oh, you know who would be a good one that we haven't done yet is um, Star Lord. Oh yeah! Oh my, he God. would be so yes, into it. Absolutely. He would love Ken Brock. Yeah, and but all he like the Guardians. I feel like everyone would hate him though because he'd only play like eighties and seventies music, and they'd be like, "Can we do like modern day?" And he'd be like, "No, <laughs> this is my camp." <laughs> I only know eight songs. Everyone, we can only yeah. do those eight. <laughs> These um, two cassettes. This is all I know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to learn modern pop. Um, I'm really excited for the new Guardians movie just to see like what other songs are going to pick up for it, or if they're going to kind of branch. Star Lord and just some modern music. I would love to see him take on like some Rihanna. I think that that <laughs> would be hysterical. Some T Swift. Um, yeah, I feel I think like he would love Levitating by Dua Lipa. I he would oh, so yeah. love that song. <laughs> He'd be like Kevin Bacon would totally dance to this. <laughs> yeah, a hundred. I need uh, like you know how there's Levitating featuring the baby. I need him yes. off, and now I need Dua Lipa featuring Star Lord. I need him join the rap first. That's that's my next request for Miss Dua. Get, he so would. Yeah. And he would do it. That's the thing. Any artist asking him to come on a song, he'd say yes. 
Okay, let's do this as our last one. Wreck it, Ralph. Definitely the Hulk as as Ralph. It fits. Yeah, it does um, fit. And then I feel like who would be Felix? Then this is the real question. We need we need someone. I was gonna say Tony, but but Maybe Felix Steve? is too sweet. Steve would be a good Felix. Yeah. He would. And the the kind of like oblivious nature of Felix in the beginning of not really understanding what's happening. She's like, oh, I fix everything and I'm great. And da, da, da. <laughs> like I feel like that's very Captain America like propaganda from the first movie. So that fits. Definitely. Who would be what's her name? The girl Vanellope, right? Yeah. I I feel like that would either be Nat or um yeah, probably Natasha. Probably Natasha. She's spunky. Like she, she, she would make it work. She would definitely <laughs> make it work. Um, I love it. So Disney, feel free to call us. We've now <laughs> we're we're ready. You're ready <laughs> for all of these to happen. Um, <laughs> and tell the people where they can find you and support you. Obviously, you're on TikTok, but what else is going on in your life right now that people can can show up for you? Yeah, I'm on TikTok at female Peter Parker. Um, I also have an Instagram. I post pretty frequently there. If you want to see, if you want to see more about like my life instead of just my skits, uh, I post pretty frequently about my dog. Um, shout out to the dog! <laughs> I shout out to my dog. Um, it's the same tag as my my TikTok tag at female Peter Parker. Um, and I also have a Twitter, um, which is fem Peter Parker because female Peter Parker wouldn't fit, but it was close enough. <laughs> message across yes, exactly right? um but yeah all my links are in my the the links page in my bio as well so you can okay. if you want a quick easy way to find them go to my tiktok and you can click in there <laughs> amazing so make sure you're following um i hope that when the pandemic's over you can get back to disney and actually make some of that content in real life both for like your sake of loving disney and just because i mean it's been a year of watching what you can do with a green screen imagine what can happen when you're actually on like big mountain railroad um thank Thank you for coming on the podcast and the last question i have for you obviously my show is stark radio so do you have a song request for the stark radio station oh well we were talking about levitating by by dua so let's do it amazing levitating. let's do it <laughs> levitating and that's a wrap on another episode of stark radio you can find jess's song request now live on producer liz on tiktok on an all-new episode of the stark radio scripted series thanks so much for tuning in comment below and let us know what disney movies you would match marvel characters with and let us know your thoughts on today's conversation make sure you're subscribed and that notifications are turned on so you don't miss another episode coming to you next friday Again, I've been Liz. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Stark Radio.